Hello, and it's that time of the day where we go into global news update. So, great news, great news, great news, great news. You're now going to be able to find the daily global news update online. And I will give you a link for that later on today. In fact, I'll actually post this through that link and that's where you'll access it. And um, great stories coming up from Rwanda. So keep it here. Find out what they're doing and how COVID-19 has actually turned around some great situations for farmers who are in distress. So keep it here as always. Thank you for tuning in at MO. Yeah. And first, let's now find out what's happening in the global news arena. This is BBC News. The man in charge of the government's coronavirus testing operation says he makes no apology for including unprocessed home swab kits in the figure of 122,000 tests announced yesterday, allowing ministers to meet their target. Professor John Newton said it was fair to count home tests that have been posted out alongside those already processed in laboratories. Lawyers representing the family of Harry Dunn have said the Foreign Office has breached a court order after failing to provide further documents for their judicial review claim. Dunn died last year following a road traffic collision in Northamptonshire involving the wife of a US intelligence official. Antikoulas claimed diplomatic immunity to leave the UK. Spain has entered the next phase of lifting its lockdown, allowing adults to exercise outside for the first time in almost seven weeks. Since last Sunday, children have been allowed out. Spain has recorded the most number of infections in Europe, with Italy and the UK trailing just behind. Recorded deaths with COVID-19 are higher in both countries. People in Madrid and Barcelona are happy to be out out again. It's really difficult because we like going out to the streets and enjoying the outdoors in Madrid. But, well, we managed the lockdown with serenity. And here we are once again, happy, being careful, but good. So I think that it's very great to go out, so I decided to run today. And I think I'm like, I feel like, you know, a historical moment, you know, like with everybody out like this. So I'm very happy about this. And I think that people are quite respecting the rules. So um, I think it's a very happy moment. <laughs> Doctors in London say they have had enough blood plasma donated by COVID-19 survivors to test it as treatment for 148 patients. Over 6,500 more people have registered their interest in taking part in the trial. It's hoped that the antibodies in donors' blood will help people who are still suffering to recover. A US court has thrown out the equal pay claim brought by the US national women's soccer team who wanted the same remuneration as their male counterparts. After the ruling, co-captain Megan Rapinoe tweeted that we will never stop fighting for equality. Judge Klausner ruled that the case for wages didn't warrant trial because there was evidence that the women had turned down an offer to be paid along the lines of the US men's team. Claims of unfair treatment in travel, housing and medical support will still go to trial in June. And finally, Wilfred Laurie Nicholas Johnson. That's the name of the Prime Minister's baby boy born earlier this week with his next wife Carrie Simons. It was announced this afternoon on Simons' Instagram page. That's all for now, but you can check back in with the BBC News at any time. From Sky News at 4.54pm today. From the Sky News Centre at two, in the past half hour, we've learnt the name of the Prime Minister's newborn son, Wilfred Laurie Nicholas Johnson. Fiancé Carrie Simons confirmed the news on her Instagram account. She says Wilfred is after Boris Johnson's grandfather and Laurie is after her granddad. Nicholas is in honour of the two doctors that saved the PM's life last month. 
Meanwhile, the NHS is urging people to stick to the current lockdown rules, despite newspapers speculating on ways they might be eased in the coming weeks. The Times says commuters could be asked to take their temperature before using public transport, while The Sun claims the Prime Minister wants to implement his plan to restart the economy on May the 26th. Joe Twyman from Delta Poll has been looking at the public mood on easing restrictions. They believe that it's very important that, for the time being at least, we stay in this situation. By a margin of three to one, people are more worried about leaving the rules and restrictions too quickly than they are about uh, leaving too late. A potential treatment for COVID-19 is to be trialled by doctors. It uses blood plasma from recovered patients to help those who aren't producing sufficient antibodies to fight the virus. Parents are being urged to continue going to vaccination appointments for their children during the outbreak. Medics say essential vaccinations like measles, mumps and rubella should not be skipped. There have been queues outside rubbish tips across Manchester as they reopen for the first time since the start of lockdown. 16 sites will be available to the public. David Taylor from Greater Manchester Combined Authority says it's to help reduce the number of people fly tipping. Some of the fly tipping that is being seen out there is black bag type waste so it will help with that, it will reduce it but for the most part these sites are here for residents not traders. Traders can still use our main facilities. And the Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling says she's donating a million pounds to charities working through the pandemic. That's the latest from Sky News. I'm Kit Bradshaw. From CNBC Tech Check at 10.10 p.m. yesterday. Happy Friday, I'm Deirdre Boza and here is your CNBC Tech Check. Shares of Tesla plunging Friday after CEO Elon Musk tweeted that Tesla's stock is, quote, too high. Earlier this week, the company reported a strong quarter, which had sent shares higher. Remember, Elon Musk has come into hot water for tweeting about the company's stock in the past. He has since agreed to submit his public statements about Tesla's finances and other topics to vetting by its legal counsel. The House Judiciary Committee is asking Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos to testify in front of Congress. Top Democrats on the committee previously said they suspected Amazon of lying to Congress over its private label strategy. Earlier this week, a Wall Street Journal investigation found Amazon employees used non-aggregated or easily identifiable data from third-party sellers to inform its own product strategy. And staying with Amazon, the company issuing a warning in its quarterly results. In the release, CEO Jeff Bezos said, quote, if you're a shareholder in Amazon, you may want to take a seat. It plans to spend all of its profit from the second quarter, an estimated $4 billion or more, on responding to the coronavirus pandemic. Finally, Apple also reporting first quarter earnings. The company did not provide financial guidance for the quarter ending in June, but CEO Tim Cook said he saw a, quote, uptick across the board in demand for Apple products in late April. Apple predicts that its Mac and iPad products will benefit from the pandemic as people, workplaces, and schools need computers to work from home. That's all from the West Coast. See you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend. From Bloomberg First Word at 1.06 a.m. today. 
The coronavirus pandemic is likely to last as long as two years. That's according to a new report from infectious disease experts at the University of Minnesota. The report also predicts the outbreak won't be under control until about two-thirds of the world's population is immune. The experts say people may be at their most contagious before they even have symptoms. With more than 80,000 confirmed cases and 5,500 deaths, Brazil is fast rising through the ranks of countries most affected by the coronavirus. But the country's president, Jair Bolsonaro, says just a little flu is no reason to prevent Brazilians from resuming their daily lives, even as experts say insufficient testing is masking infection rates. Some states are already easing restrictions on shopping malls, gyms, and churches in Brazil. Malaysia is taking steps to return to normal beginning on Monday. The country will allow nearly all economic activities to resume. The government says it will still enforce guidelines to make sure there are no large gatherings. Schools remain closed. Malaysia has had 6,000 cases of coronavirus and about 100 deaths. President Trump says his presumptive re-election opponent, Democrat Joe Biden, may face more accusations following a sexual assault allegation from a former aide. The president called Mr. Biden's accuser, Tara Reid, quote, far more convincing than Christine Blasey Ford, who accused Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh of assault during Kavanaugh's Senate confirmation process. Biden has denied Reid's accusation. President Trump will travel to Camp David today. It will be his first time leaving the White House compound in over a month. The president scheduled to travel more next week. He'll head to Arizona, a crucial swing state. Mr. Trump plans to visit a Honeywell plant. That company is making medical supplies to fight the coronavirus pandemic. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Quick Take by Bloomberg. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Great. So that's the global world news update from around the world. And now for our bonus section, the part that always excites me, that keeps you all listening here. And it's a great story from Rwanda. So I'm just going to tell you something very, very briefly because I want you to read the story for yourself. But okay, as of April 28th, the government began buying up all the surplus eggs directly from chicken farmers and distributing them to the poorest families. Well, this happened because um, the farmers were unable to sell their eggs to the traditional market, which is the hospitality industry, and across the border to, 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 to the Democratic Republic of Congo. So read the story for yourselves and find out just what the government and the farmers in Rwanda are doing around this issue. And again, like I said, it's amazing how many great things are coming out of the continent that a lot of times are masked and we don't get to hear about. So I'm about to sign out, but guess what? So uh, some great news. I had the help of three people today and um, (laughs) the three people were helping me. The three of us were helping put up a new podcast site where you can go online and actually get the podcast directly and also find the old ones so we're now hosted on buzzsprout.com don't don't worry about it too much we'll give you the link and you'll be able to find it and this is now our anniversary actually this is our 51st broadcast today since we started the series thank you all for making it happen 
And we're now going to have it online so that in case you missed it, you don't have to start looking through your phone where it's at. You can just go click on the site and go to it. So remember, as always, stay at home, stay safe, stay alive, proper and absolute washing of your hands and lathering. Social distancing is still a must. You must wear your masks properly. And as always, keep it here because I gotcha. See ya tomorrow.